You ready to get rolling? Do you want to start this thing? Let's do it. All right. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dire Oil Graphics can build for you at direoil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. Welcome to Beers with Nigel. I'm Nigel. It's a show I'm about that other guy. It's the other guy. It's a show about beer and other stuff. Or things. And we're on the road. We're back on Johnson Drive. We're back. We're back in. We're in Shawnee again. We're back in Old Shawnee. So Nick doesn't really travel out of the state of Missouri. So welcome back to Nick Kansas, doesn't, Nick. Nick doesn't drive a whole lot. <laughs> so the, the, my my problem with our road shows isn't that I have to go places; it's that I don't have a driver to go places. Oh God, he needs a driver. <laughs> well, <laughs> look, peak laziness is my goal in life. <laughs> well, we're at Transport Brewing. We were supposed to do this a few weeks ago, but somebody. We have to reschedule. So in the house, we've got Jason and Sean. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Glad Thank you're you. here. Thank you. I love how uh, Sean's holding the mic, but oh, he's, about, he- he's about to bust a rhyme. He's, about <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got full MC handle going there. He's ready. I am the most un-MC person you could ever meet. Well, well, since you're holding it like that, tell people who you are, Sean. Yeah, so my name's uh, Sean Greenwood, and uh, I'm originally from England, but I've lived in the U.S. Uh, 15 years or so. Um, spent 10 years in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and then just coming up to six years here in Kansas City. And then now it's your turn. Uh, Jason Leib, one of the co-founders and, and owners here at Transport Brewery, an occasional brewer. Um, so this is uh, partner Mike and I's origination project, and it's expanded to include a few other owners, some, some uh, ownership that's come and gone over the years as well, too. But uh, glad to have Sean on board now as well. Aren't we all? I, li- I like the... I'm an occasional brewer. <laughs> it's like, a that's little, it's like us. <laughs> There's a lot of lot of paperwork and uh, forms and uh, last and year, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, grants and payroll protection program <laughs> taxes and forms that I get to do. So occasionally brew. By the way, <laughs> I would choose brewing over all those other things. Yeah. <laughs> after 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 your first, he just he, had his first brew day. Even ever. after my first brew day, I'm a, still choosing that over tax forms and bookkeeping. Fair. I mean, you did a good job. You didn't hurt any hurt anybody. Only one piece well, fell off of the brew system. The, the, the beer hasn't been released yet, so I don't know if we can say I haven't hurt anybody. <laughs> what did you brew? We did, uh, it's an oatmeal stout with cranberry and cinnamon. Oh. With oh, our great. buddy Nolan at Transparent Brewing. Yep. Yeah. Release, here you go, guys. Release party, Wednesday, November 24th. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Holy moly. That's yeah. coming right up. It is. I think it's going to be a good a beer. A week from today. Yeah. Speaking of beer, we oh. need we got it. We have to acknowledge Junior, um, one of our listeners. If we don't tell him what we're drinking, he comes after us. So, uh, Junior, we're drinking uh, the collab between Vine Street and and Transport. What's it called? Uh, so, transporting vines. Strength. Uh, see, let's do it just there. <laughs> black really black IPA. <laughs> and what are you drinking, sir? It's a black lager, not IPA. Oh, my bad. Black lager. Uh, yeah. Edit that out. We don't edit. <laughs> I could probably <laughs> call it the either. It's uh, so it was their recipe that they brought and brewed here, and it's it's pretty hoppy. So I, I can see where if you've tried it, you can get that sense Look, of it it's being pretty a excellent. black IPA. It's a really good beer. It's a yeah. really I think good it turned beer. out very uh, well. And I'm drinking our Prost Kolsch. We just uh, 
freshest beer we've got just got kegged out by Sean yesterday. Nice. Yep. So. And Sean. I'm drinking a red IPA, so a West Coast style IPA. Nice, nice. Um, there you go, Junior. There's your beer report. There you go. Um, let's start with this, gentlemen. Uh, everybody has a beer story, right? Everybody remembers that one beer that before we were craft nerds that that we that we were drinking. What 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 do you remember, Jason? Was the first thing that turned you on to craft beer, and what were you drinking before that? Um, well, immediately before, I think I was had elevated. Um, to like Rolling Rock or something, but okay, there was a yeah. there was a lot of Natty Light and Bush Light in the early well, Bud Light in the early right, days, college right? Days and shit, right? Um, but I actually the beer and I don't I remember uh, having Honey Brown. Oh yeah, for the first time at a yeah. at a concert in in Lawrence at the Granada. Yeah, and having like six or seven of those and thought, <laughs> wow, this is you know this yeah. has got some flavor to it. It's interesting. It it's like it seems really thick yes. at the time. Right. right, that was that was thick back then. <laughs> right, <wasn't> it? <laughs> um, but yeah, it wouldn't now. But that's that's the one I remember. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good beer. Sean, how about you, bud? Obviously, you probably have a whole different story. Yeah, oh, yeah. growing up in England. Yeah, so coming from England when I was five, yo- young in England, there was no. <laughs> Wasn't he probably much American craft beer right, at that right. point? So uh, it was all, you know, traditional English bitters and milds and cask beer sort of thing. So I went to a school near Scotland, and and uh, we used to drink uh, Younger's Number Three. It was a yeah. Scotch eighty shilling ale, and that got me into into cask beer and then when we came to live in Kalamazoo we went down to the, the Bell's Eccentric Cafe because we worked right downtown there and I'm like what the hell is all this beer <laughs> it's like, it's so I'm like, you know there's a lot of American style craft beer in the UK now but at that mm-hmm. point it hadn't really broken up back over the Atlantic so this is the first time I'd really had super hoppy beers and just more wacky flavors how many years ago was that? Uh, Fifteen okay. or so. so. Oh, yeah. So that was, yeah, that so, was, I mean, it wasn't shit here. Yeah. And Kalamazoo was probably, you know, yeah, it's so kind of a beer capital. Two-Hearted and Oberon and things like that were, yeah, were, were, were what I got then, into. Yeah. And Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, actually. You know, we Good used beer. to go to bars yeah. and, and it was, oh, there's a Pale Ale. That sounds sort of english and tried it and loved it as well. <laughs> Is that a kind of a, a shock to the system, though, a little bit? Like, you hadn't seen beers like that. You hadn't tasted yeah. them. But no. I mean, we just couldn't get them, you know. And companies like BrewDog have, have really pushed it forward in the UK now. Right. Uh, and in fact, a lot of the traditional cask beer breweries are making American-style beers in cask now. Yeah. Uh, as well as yeah. still doing the traditional bitters and things. So yeah. uh, it's interesting how it's gone full circle. Because, yeah. you know, Sierra Nevada and... You know, Anchor and these guys—they were all influenced by the English beers originally. Yeah. And now it's influencing the English breweries. Yeah, it was interesting yeah. when last time I went to London to see cast style, like an IPA and a sour and all these. I'm like, hold on now. You know, it was it was kind of a mindfuck, right? I was like, this is I'm on, I'm going to try them because I've never seen this. It yeah. was su- it was super weird. Every American style they had, it was at this place in Brixton. Yep. And every every style, I'm like, wait. Well, Give me the flight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty interesting. So do do, do do flights cross the Atlantic? I mean, is yeah, that, is that still a thing. Yeah, it's dead. Yeah. You just Some, never know. You got to ask I'm these yeah, questions. Yeah, I'd yeah, never yeah. seen or even heard of the word flight to do with beer when I came here. You know, it's yeah. like 
you didn't even ask people for a taster, like a free yeah, taster, you like just, you get. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. you just go for it with a half pint, yeah. and if you didn't like it, you just chug it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and like you moved on. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's a better way to do it, though. You really need to commit. You got to go in. You can try a new beer. <laughs> Let's let's give the commit. Half <laughs> pint's not that much. You're being, no, you you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. fine. Yeah. Uh, we Look, have bigger pints, and, though. And is the <laughs> that's true. That's yeah, true. Material <laughs> pints. So, yeah. Our math is different. <laughs> so, Jason, let's talk about the, the birth of, of transport. Tell us um, who was – where this – I know some of you guys were homebrewers. Yep. At what point – how did that all start? Kind of give us the, 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 the story. Yeah. Um, so I, probably 11 years ago now when I started homebrewing. And then um, about a year after that, uh, my partner here, Mike, said, um, hey, I've got some other friends. They were interested in, in doing some homebrewing. And do you want to get together with us? And we'll do it as a group. And, you know, as you first start, you're realizing it's a lot of work and a lot of cleaning. And I thought, <laughs> hey, splitting up this task, that sounds great, <laughs> right? So we started with a couple of turkey fryers, you know, doing right. basically two five-gallon batches. But there were seven of us. Then we realized the problem there is now we're not getting very much beer out of it. Right. So we all decided, okay, for the next six months, everybody throws in 50 bucks a month and we'll buy a bigger system, right? So we ended up with a 30-gallon kettle and we started doing that. And we just then we ended up with a, um, a chilled fermenter, you know, a small conical. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're like, well, we're basically a nano brewery now. And, well, what are – is anybody interested in – doing a brewery and everyone said yes right <laughs> everyone's interested at that point um, hey, it, it, it only costs you fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> and at that time it was uh only red crow and brew lab was just starting yeah. to get into it right and so well okay there's five hundred fifty thousand people in johnson county and there's no breweries here they're all in missouri yeah. so there's certainly opportunity let's look at doing it and so we just sort of did that natural progression, and then by the time we were ready to do it, of the seven people, only only Mike and I remained as still being interested. Um, uh, and I, you know, when it came, came time to start putting money into it, well, I think yeah, that's when things yeah. changed. I mean, Fifty dollars is fine. Yeah, <laughs> when, when, yeah you start adding zeros to that. Yeah, <laughs> like hold on the, now, you want me to changes do what? the equation. Um, and so yeah, we just started looking for spaces and building out, you know, the homebrew recipes that had done well with and metals and you know those and where do we want to expand to on that side of things and um, I think we spent you know two and a half years looking for a location. We had contracts on wow. multiple buildings wow. that didn't work out. One being kind of across the street here, uh, and I basically uh, at almost three years. I called Mike and I said. This this isn't gonna work out. We're you know we've been going at this long time. I think we're we just just let it go. And it's like okay. And like the next week he called and said, hey, across the street from that last place we had, there's a building with a, a for sale or lease sign on it. You should go take a look. And then <laughs> drove by and looked at this place and it was it was a mess. But uh, we came in and saw you know this outside wall that was on the inside of the building. Yeah. And said well that's really cool. There's some possibilities here. Yeah. So we started pursuing it and. Uh, you know, another 16 months later, we finally got the doors open. <laughs> I love this space. No, it's, it's yeah, so cool. Yeah, the first time I came, when you, I came the first weekend, you guys were open. And, you know, I was, I was telling this story to a guy yesterday. I'm like, every brewery has its own vibe and its own, you know, unique thing. And this is just one of those. I mean, this is different than down the street of service. You know, it's different from, you know, uh, up the street at wherever. You know, it's just, it's a... It's a, a great use of the space. I mean, I like it. Kind of, it, it kind of reminds me of, of some place, some little town in England. You walk into a pub, and it's like, oh yeah, this building's old as shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, that's one of the things that I say to people. It, 
it to me actually feels like an English pub where yeah, yeah. a lot of places just feel like a bar. Right. And uh, obviously, if you've never been to an English pub, you wouldn't really understand what that <laughs> means. But right. to me, I think we, we've captured that really well. Oh, I think so, too. I think so, too. I like that it's, it's kind of you're on this side of the rock wall. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use visuals here for an audio medium. So great hosting by me. <laughs> but I like that the, the two rooms are really different. I mean, this is a different feel sitting where we are on the outside of the rock wall. For sure. Yeah, so in. one of the limitations of being in the middle of a historic city block is there is no outdoor space around here. Right. right. <laughs> there is no outside. I mean, a very limited out in the front. We've managed to add some space out there. But this, I mean, as you look at it, and again, going back to visuals on an audio format, but this was the exterior of that building. That's the exterior of the building next door. This literally used to be an alley. And at some point, apparently in the 50s, they threw the wood up here and put a roof on and said, guess what? We have another uh, <laughs> space to lease out here. But this is like um, you've got a so, patio. You've yeah, got the garage so, door on it, too. You're perfect. So, yeah. So we thought, okay, well, let's take the front of the building off. We'll put a garage door on. It's concrete floor. This will be our semi-outdoor patio-type space. So, Sean, at what point did, did, did you hook up with these guys? How did that happen? So, I, I've been homebrewing for about probably 12 years or so. And then when we moved here, I didn't know anybody, obviously. We moved here, and I, I wasn't working at the time. I'd, I'd managed to get a, a layoff from my previous job and some money that would see me through. We moved here because my wife got a job here. And so I'm at home homebrewing and just making beer and really just hanging out. And <laughs> one day, I drove past here, and there's a, a sign outside saying, Coming soon, Transport Brewery. And I'm like, shit, there's a brewery? Wow. <laughs> And so I, I, I went online and um, I did some Googling around and, and I found an a article in one of the local news websites or something about this. And they said, these guys are from the Johnson County Brewing Society. And I'm like, there's a brewing society? <laughs> <laughs> and so I figured out where that was and I went to a couple of meetings and, and, and met some of the guys. So I, I met, um, Mike was down there and the head brewer at the time, uh, Tim, was, was also there. And I got talking to everyone. I said, I've got the ability to make cask beer at home. I've got pins. I've got, um, I've got a beer engine, all this stuff. Yeah. If you ever want to borrow all of that stuff, let me know yeah. and we'll do it. And so <laughs> You're like, yes. Yes, and please. Yes, please. And so for their first anniversary, uh, Tim got in touch with me and said, hey, do you want to do a collaboration? You know, you can design an ESB recipe yeah. and we'll put it on cask and... and keg as well uh, and we'll do that as part of the of the celebration and so i came down and helped brew and that's how we got to know each other so obviously they had had your beer before <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't just say to brew a beer and bring it to the yeah. brewery <laughs> and so you know i i wasn't part of the of the ownership or the brewing right. process at that point but that's how i got i got to know the guys yeah and then as as time went by um tim left uh, and we were short-staffed, and I said, well, if you want help in the back, I don't mind coming and helping brew. Right. And Mike said, well, we already have a couple paid brewers. We can't afford a third paid brewer. But if you want to be in the ownership team, we don't need to actually pay you. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so you want me to pay you to, to, to come to, and brew? Right. And he's like, yeah, basically. <laughs> so yeah, actually sounds like a decent <laughs> idea for a, for a hobby, and that, that's how I came on board. So. Nice, nice. That's the one thing I do like about, you know, uh, all the homebrew groups around town. I mean, that's how I got into it. I, I'm in ZZ Hops, and, you know, there's always a friendly camaraderie at, at, the, at the competitions. But, 
you know, you get to learn. I mean, just, I mean, everybody who's opened a brewery in the last five years, they all came out of, they're all homebrewers, you know. Um, There's a few that nobody knew, but probably 90% of the, the, of the breweries around, everybody knew each other in the, in the rookie day, I'm, rookie days, I don't know, non-professional amateur, days. Amateur status. The amateur yeah. status. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there were, there were always certain people that you'd go to, the, to, to uh, Blonde Brewer or Parkville, and you, you, you'd search out those homebrewers. You know, I remember when you guys were there because you guys had, I feel like you guys had like seven or eight people that would show up with like six or seven beers, man. I'm like, <laughs> who are these dudes? <laughs> and now it's even bigger. I mean, think about the last Parkville. I mean, all the homebrew clubs probably had five or six beers at least. Oh, at least. It was I craziness. Think, I think the beer meisters had probably a dozen. Yeah. And they were switching out kegs because they didn't have enough tap lines. <laughs> you know, it was like crazy. I, I loved it though. I mean, that's 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 the beauty of, of, of craft beer. So and then watching them all work, everybody work together oh, now yeah. too. I mean, yeah. it's like you know, you need, you ever need help? You want or an idea? Bounce something off somebody? They're all there. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, we've t- we've talked to some people on this podcast, and it's not this way in every city. Apparently, you know, there's some competition between, you know, the homebrew gr- groups, and I'm like, well, what's the point of that? We're all making beer to drink beer and to sell beer, right? I mean, isn't that yeah. the point? So, yeah. and, you know, Nick's got to have beer. <laughs> Always. Speaking of beer. Is it, I think it's Mr. Beer It's time. time. So, this is the mystery beer bag. This is the thing we do. This bag came from a golf course, as you might imagine. <laughs> For those who can't see we it, don't know there's what golf one. clubs on it. Um, the person who took the bag hasn't told me the real story. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want him to tell me the story until he comes on the show. But... So he, the mystery he, is where the bag came from, or how the bag got acquired. And the beers and that the are in beer. there. Yeah, we don't Nick, know. <laughs> Nick has no idea what I'm going to bring. So, gotcha. Uh, we didn't mention the rules of the, of the podcast. If you need, if you need to burp, please burp into the mic. Okay. Lean, lean in. If you if you if you happen to cuss, it's fine. The only child to listen to the show is his kid. So, <laughs> so <laughs> this is true. There's that. Uh, but we don't we don't care. You can say whatever fucking so you want. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you the first one. Okay. I'll let you pour it. Um, we have a little game that we do. So you get to look at the at the ABV, but don't tell don't us. tell us. Okay, tell us everything else about we're the We're gonna beer. crack it, open it, take a, t- a taste of it. We're gonna see how well versed we are on ABVs. Okay, but you can just tell us what the beer is. You can definitely do that. So this is blueberry love muffin. Oh my god! That's <laughs> <laughs> Nick's um, nickname. <laughs> see. So I, by, the, by the way, my third town. year of college, I heard that name a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, let me. I'll set down the mic here, and we'll get some beers. Yeah, out. go for it. Don't be afraid, Sean. Sean's looking at that can like <laughs> I'm not a big adjunct beer guy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I mean, fair. That's all right. But part you, of part of the show I mean, you, is yeah, just. I mean, we won't kill you. <laughs> Look, that's rule number two. Don't die. That's real. That is rule number two. What style? Wait, did you that's say rule was? number one. I got a rules wrong. So, you got a rule what? I got a rules wrong. Rule number one is don't die. Yes. Oh, pastry sour, guys. Gotcha. Pastry sour. That's ticking all my boxes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yum, yum. That's, so, that's another college nickname for somebody. It smells sour and pastry like. What's the brewery again? This is Barntown in West Des Moines. You're going to have to turn your mic back on, man. <laughs> Try talking. So, yeah. We got it. Uh, Barntown, West Des Moines. That's so not bad. That's actually pretty good. Pastry yeah, kettle pretty sour, <laughs> brewed with blueberry, graham, 
and milk sugar. 5.6%. Oh, yeah. The challenge is i got to find it on here. Well, so. what'd you go with? 5.6. I'm normally wrong. That's, that's pretty tasty. I think you might be high. You think so? I think I might be high. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your guess. Your guess. <laughs> Four, Could be both. 4.8. Apparently, it's probably not on. Did we have this problem last show where <laughs> yeah, we that did particular have that. brewery was, yeah. did not have didn't have it on there. the ABV? I, I do not see it on here. This might be a uh, to look it pull up, up untapped. Well, look, yeah. if, it, if it's not labeled, we'll I'm we'll right. Have, we'll, That's we'll, how this works. We'll move on. We'll move on. That's how it works. My so, 5% guess is correct. Yeah. Did you, Sean, did you, you have say, a guess I, anyway? you, you say it's correct because you said eight. it? You had 4.8? I said 5.6. So 4.8, Okay. I mean, I don't know. I can't find it. I thought he had found it. Well, you threw that in. I'm like, oh, you found it. They're bringing out. They're bringing we'll out the flash here momentarily. No, they're going. They're going to go to that, untapped that's, and. and uh, that's fine. So we'll, so we'll come back to that. Let's go. Let's go backwards just, just a little bit. How 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 long has transport been open? Um, so we opened February of 2019. So we are approaching third anniversary. Nice. Yeah, which seems incredible. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, and yet it also seems like we've been doing this a very long time. What do you, what do you got? Sean has an answer. 6.5. Oh. oh. We're all low. Wow. It's like wow. The price is right. It does <laughs> closest without going over. I guess you got it. It does not, it does not drink like it. No, is. it no. does not. It's much lighter. That's about all I could drink, though, that little, because that's pretty sweet. And I don't mind sweet, but it, it's fine. That's yummy. That's tasty. So what was it like when you guys came to um, to Shawnee being the first brewery? Obviously, you kind of have to explain. You know, I work in city government. You have to go explain what the hell you're doing, that you're not a bar <laughs> in your brewery. What was that like? What was that process like? Uh, it was it was great, actually. It started off well from the beginning. Um, you know, as we look across the street here, we're looking right at City Hall. Well, true. And, uh, I mean, from the beginning, we got the, well, can you guys run lines under the street here to our <laughs> offices? So we figured we were in pretty good shape starting off that way. Um, luckily, I mean, there weren't that many at the time, but I think a lot of, um, and especially the chamber was involved right from the beginning here, and they um, they helped us quite a bit in that regard. But a lot of them had been to other places um, other towns, you know, they're right. seeing economic development in the old downtowns, and they know that breweries, breweries in old downtowns yeah. are a big part of revitalization. So um, they were excited to have us here. They wanted uh, wanted to help us out uh, as much as they could right off the bat. So um, if you had been down here, I mean, they'll tell you themselves that there, there really was nothing in downtown Shawnee right. Right. Uh, when we got started. And so it was a little bit of a leap of faith on our part. Um, but we knew, you know, the Aztec Theater here next door that had been closed uh, basically, since I was born 47 years ago, oh, wow. you know, just reopened last year. Um, that's having that next door. Um, you know, you mentioned service down the street. Yeah, came along not but a few months after us, and now uh, have drastic measures. Right, and, right. Um, and others coming. So um, it's fun. It's really cool to be at the beginning of that and feel like you did. You made the right choice. Yeah. And other people are coming on after too. So, was the, so was the traffic what you expected? Um, Am I stealing your question again? No, it's no. a different. I have a totally different question. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, That's a I mean, ridiculous we, question. <laughs> we did a fair bit of research, and we knew traffic counts, right? Um, but this was really a getting from I thirty five home, right. right? And it was just traffic passing through and nobody stopping. So we knew there was people coming through. Um, whether they would stop, we didn't know, right? So we were kind of relying on friends and family and hoping that would be um, enough to get us started. But uh, it's it is a very um, a neighborhood feel in this area. So yeah. one of the things about Shawnee is 
unlike a lot of the other suburban communities out here, it was a freestanding community that the suburbs grew around versus right. it being, you know, uh, being something that came along after the fact. So there is a lot of people that have been here for, you know, generations. And so they, Shawnee does have a lot of that community feel. And so they adopted us very quickly and we became the, the community, um, the community bar here in, in the middle of Old Downtown. Yeah. I mean, well done, sir. As a as a customer at that, at that point when you opened, we had a soft opening with the homebrew clubs and it was busy then, obviously. And then a couple of days later, they opened properly to the public. I didn't come for a couple of weeks. I just couldn't get in. You know, it, was just, it was just so busy. Yeah. You know, so that was great to see. So I'm guessing the neighborhood people are like, oh, we got a brewery. You know, that's, that's, that seems to be the, the theme we get. No matter where we go, even like Lost Evenings, right? Who which you is wouldn't in the, expect in a kind of a weird, weird area. You know, they've got regulars. They got people who frequent there. You know, so, you know, same Pathlight. way. Pathlight, same way. Yep. You know, it's it's interesting what breweries do. I mean, you think about like a place like um, even even more off the, deep, the beaten path is like Diametric in that cul-de-sac by the Chipotle. You have to be going there. You can't pass it and see it, right? Yep. You yeah, know? There's no signage. No, there's no. You can't see it. I mean, you can kind of see it if you know what you're looking for, but it's an interesting dynamic when you put a brewery in some place and, and what happens. People Tony, will, a windshift. Yeah, same way. People and will find their beer. Limitless is another one. Is yeah. In the yeah, middle yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, exactly. It's especially that damn. We went over there. I'm like, where the, is there a brewery over here? What the hell? <laughs> So I guess the, the neighbors have been pretty happy. They have, yeah. One of the things we uh, didn't start with but added uh, last year in the pandemic was our mug club, right? And so um, we had, I think, 142, somewhere in that range, people that signed up. Wow. Um, and at renewal time for this year, all but two renewed, and those two had left the had left the area, right? So those people, we know we've got at least 140 <laughs> diehards. Lo- loyal and we added another 60-some yeah. this year. So we're over 200 people. Wow. Um, and so we know fantastic. they're coming in all the time. So we feel like, yeah, those are um, that's those are the regulars. And if, we're, yeah. if we've are we got 200 regulars, we're in pretty good I shape. Mean, that's, you know? that's, so. a, that's a great number of people to have. Especially when you can only fit 86 people in here. <laughs> <laughs> legally, legally, that, that's anyway. That's why there's a garage door. <laughs> yes. <Right. laughs> So, so Sean, when you came aboard, obviously, you know, you have the British styles and that sort of thing. Yep. Um, obviously, it's not all British styles here. Did, did was there was there a, a a learning curve or a shift to say, okay, yeah, I, I can brew, I can brew these, yeah. but you guys want to do these? How how did that work for you? Yeah, I think the biggest the the biggest learning curve was just doing it on a commercial scale. You know, from a home brewer. You, you, that the equipment we have here is actually similar to homebrew equipment, but it's just so much bigger. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd never made kettle sours. I'd never made Belgian-style beers. I drank a fair amount, but <laughs> I just never wanted to make them. And um, I think at that point I'd made a couple of lagers because ales were obviously so much easier. So yeah, it was a bit of a learning curve. Although you know the the processes that you you go through in in the brewery are not that different. Right. But just learning the new flavors and and um, the complexities of, of different recipes but was, it was a bit of a learning curve, yeah. yeah. But on the flip side, what he's brought has been really cool too, right? So, I mean, we had done, I think, one English-style beer before. Right. Um, and Sean's very into um, historical-style beers too. So he's like, hey, I've got this. I read about this one, and I got this recipe, and what do you think? <laughs> Should we try it? And 
great. Sounds cool. Let's yeah. give that a shot. And yeah. we talked a little bit about casks and um, the variety of cask ales that you have in England now. And Sean's decided um, he'll he'll try just about anything in a cask here. <laughs> yeah. So we're um, so you know, la- last maybe week not we this pastry a, blueberry yeah, sour, but some of the rest of those. Will. <laughs> I got a little bit of that yeah. before Nigel got here, kind of yeah. offline. I guess so you're gonna have to tell Nigel about your your casking project. Yeah. So anytime we make an ale, I think may work well as a cask beer. I'll I'll fill some casks and once yeah. once around once a month we have a cask on Friday night or a Saturday depending. A week ago we did a New England IPA. I'd been really scared about doing a New England <laughs> IPA because I figured it would oxidize. Yeah. I was actually watching a YouTube video about some guys back in the UK, Dark Star Brewery. They're out of Brighton. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they're, they're owned by. Fuller's, I think, these days. But they, they actually showed a New England IPA, and I'm like, well, if these guys are doing it on a huge scale, yeah. it obviously is is okay to do it from a technical point of view. And so we gave it a go on, on one of our regular New Englands, and it worked really well. So, yeah, I'll, I'll do anything. We got to... So, so, <laughs> so what was it like? I mean, how would you describe it? So the... Compared to like a, a normally brewed... Uh, yeah, New so obviously it, it's a little bit warmer and a little bit uh, less carbonated, so there was a lot more aroma because of the slightly higher temperature, right. and the mouthfeel was a lot more silky because you had a lot less carbonation. Yeah, and it actually works really well with that, that hazy IPA, um, the whole sort of softness <coughs> that, you, <coughs> that you're looking for anyway. Yeah, yeah and, but the, particularly the mouthfeel. Yeah, it works really well. So it's good. But yeah, we do. We'll do stouts. We'll do. Um, I'm going to do a blonde ale. Um, you know, we, we do ESBs, we do brown ales, all sorts, IPAs. Yeah. You know, anything really. Is there something? Is there a particular style? Is something you won't try? Maybe uh, one of these. <laughs> are, are you going to do a fruit so, pastry sack? <laughs> so we did a, a, a Oktoberfest uh, a year or so ago, when, just after lockdown, and we had a really successful weekend. And I have a, a four-beer engine bar, basically, that I built. I bought four beer engines and refurbished them and built them on this contraption that you can wheel around. That sounds amazing. And so... <laughs> so I feel well, like he needs to be invited <laughs> to the next party. So <laughs> we, uh, we think, well, what can we put on this? It's an Oktoberfest. So yeah. I put on a, an 1850 recipe... Uh, East India Company Porter, because obviously that's German. <laughs> but also, you know, we'd, we'd made a, a Kolsch, an Altbier, and uh, come there, something else. Anyway, so we, we, we did a cask-conditioned Altbier. We did a cask-conditioned Kolsch, you know. So anything that's like ale. Yeah. I've made a, a lager once, cask-conditioned that. There's, there's actually a brewery out of Scotland called... Uh, Harvest Tune, and they do a beer called Scahalian, mm. which is a cask conditioned lager. So I've done a cask conditioned lager as a homebrew, but I'm not thinking like a, a Gozer or a Berliner Weiss or something w- w- would well, work really I, well. But I, it, it I, may do. Yeah, I, I did mean, see a cask uh, goes in London, so yeah, it may you do. You know, so it's it, I think it's do- doable. Right, what's it been like from the the customer's point of view when they try these beers? Everybody seems to really enjoy it. Because obviously it's different from anything yeah. else in town, obviously. And generally, we, we just do five gallons at a time. Right. We do have a firkin as well. So if it's something we know that sells well, we'll do a firkin. Right. And that'll probably last a couple of days. But it's not the end of the world if people don't like it, if you've only done five gallons. Yeah. Uh, but generally, the feedback's positive. 
And yeah, I don't I mean yeah. I don't think a lot of people have had cask beers. It's not there's that, that's fair. I don't know if nobody else is doing it around here, but it's not common for sure. Right? No, it's, it's so normally, people come in and they see this contraption on yeah. the bar and they're like, Well it's that a, seems interesting. I want to try that. It's and definitely a special occasion for yeah. you know, if you see it at another brewery, it's yep. not something that's especially if we can get them to try both, right? Like here's the same beer, try it yeah. this way and this way, and they're stunned by how different the experience yeah, is between the two serving yeah. styles. It's almost like sticking a beer on nitro, you know. It's, right. it's totally different than so what you would. I feel like ca- craft beer drinkers, too, they, they want to try something new, right? It's, 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 not the, it's not the Bud Light guy who only wants the Bud Light. It's craft beer drinkers like, oh, sure, let's try that new thing. Yeah. Let's <laughs> see what Especially happens. Especially if it's got some <laughs> toy associated with <laughs> it. <right? laughs> exactly. Right. I, mean, the, I, mean, I mean, just be honest. Who, who doesn't? Who doesn't love a toy? Who doesn't love to see a firkin, man? Just, <laughs> <laughs> One of the first experiences I, I had with a firkin, I was at Beer Station, and they were going to crack it open, and it didn't go well. <laughs> and, and they, they, hit they it, make a production out of it, too. shot out the side. Yep. I was like, whoops. Some guy got sprayed. It was awesome. It was good beer, though, Did, when were, I remember. Were you, roll, were you rolling video? I, I was not. I was not. It. Thank you. You're welcome. Part okay. of that, you know, spraying everywhere is part of the problem in that people don't know that you've got to vent it first and get the, <laughs> get the conditioning right and stuff. And then when you do eventually tap it, it's not a bomb waiting to go off mm-hmm. because you've already vented it. And yeah, we, we had that happen last, you know, at Winship. Tony does, he took one of those beers and put it in a firkin and was fooling around with the bong and something happened and it fucking popped off and it just, <laughs> it shot us. Like a fountain? Oh, dude. And it was a stout. A firkin fountain? It was, it was a, uh, a fucking Firkin Fountain. Fucking <laughs> Firkin By the way, beer name. I was, that's what popped into my head, too, actually. <laughs> An effing Firkin Fountain. <laughs> we'll just look that up, see if that one's taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a couple of years ago, uh, when Parkville was, just before the COVID Parkville that was canceled, yeah. I actually I'd just got this four-engine thing, but only two of the pumps were working at that point. But I went along with the Johnson County Brewing Society and, and set this thing up. And, you know, I pulled the car up. I'm pulling this out the back of the car. And there's people like, oh, my God, what's this? And then <laughs> I pull out. I, I, so I did a, a clone of uh, Brewdog's uh, Punk IPA. No, actually, Elvis Juice. So it's okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The, um, pineapple. No, whatever it's grapefruit yeah. orange ipa and also i did a, a ruby mild which was actually did here as a scale up so it, it was a clone of a thing called um sarah hughes ruby mild out of birmingham in england which is a historical recipe pre-world war one mild comes in about six percent because milds back then were strong yeah anyway I, I have two casks of this and i'm hauling these casks out of the car and word gets around and you know, and there's like an hour between setup before they let the the public in. Right. All the brewers were over by my beer. <laughs> like, hey, what's this stuff? You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, everyone was super excited about it. So when it comes to like the recipes, um, like the historic recipes com- compared to the the things they're doing today, is there is there a big difference in ingredients or? or yeah, I mean, obviously the hops weren't available back then, so it, it's all fuggle or. Uh, Goldings, things like that. Right. Um, There's been a couple that were hops I'd never heard of too. That yeah. we've had to kind of source and find for some of those too. Yeah, all English hops as mm-hmm. well, obviously. Yeah, but um, a lot of the recipes themselves, are grain-wise, are actually pretty basic because mm-hmm. they didn't have the variety of right. malts. And uh, I've made a 
1855 recipe for uh, an IPA. So it was one of the original IPAs. And it's just a smash beer. It's just, uh, well, these days you use Maris Otter. They would have used Chevalier or something in the past. And Goldings, that's it. But it's like 100 IBUs or something crazy. Oh, really? You just load these hops in. It's like three charges and a like, massive amount of hops. So, um, and the beers taste different, but they're actually generally quite simple beers yeah. to make. Just to keep people alive. <laughs> That's what they were for, right? Don't, don't drink the water. Drink the beer. <laughs> yeah, don't drink the Are water. Are you able to, to, to get most of the things that you need? Where Do you have to figure out some substitutes? I think some of it is approximations. You know, I actually did, did one with Chevalier. You can get Chevalier malts, but you know, they're not cheap. Right. Um, <laughs> So most times it's 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 a modern approximation of what they think things were like, right? You know, who knows what things were like in the mid eighteen hundreds? You know, it's like scary. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was that's the that's probably the heyday of English beer. You know, until the First World War, beers were really strong. You know, seven, eight, nine percent beers were not unusual. Right. And then when the First World War came along due to rationing and taxation and stuff, the brewers had to cut gravities, cut hopping rates, things like that. And, and then they never really came back again. So f- my idea was if, you're, if you can recreate something from that mid-1800s period, that's the type of beer that was like the heyday of English beer. You know? Yeah. Right. I, I, would, I would say that was probably one of the heydays. I think right now, England beer, man, the beer scene... I had no idea, you know, when I went in 2018, I had no, I didn't, I didn't know what, I, what to expect. I thought it was going to be all cask beer. But then you go to, you know, you get on Untapped, you think this place is a, is a brewery. No, it's a bottle shop with, you know, 150 different beers. Um, one of my favorite stories, I've told it before, <laughs> I was uh, just knocking around London and what I thought was a brewery, it was a bottle shop. It was called Kill the Cat. It was on Brick Lane. That's where Jack the Ripper did all his business, right? So I walk in there, and it's this tiny little place. Not, not maybe the size of this, if people can't see that, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying. So I go in there. Their, their bar is about the length of this table, and it's a glass top. And in there are beers laid down, all Bourbon County stouts. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, went all the way to England to get some Bourbon County. <laughs> Might have been easier to get the Bourbon Counties in England. <laughs> yeah, they're not as exclusive as they as they once were, but you know, that, that's whatever. So, what uh, what's the plans? I know you guys have some plans, man, for 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 uh, transport. T- talk about that. Yeah, we do have some plans. So we um, we we have a lease on another building uh, down in Gardner. So I think I think it'll be transport south. Um, oddly enough, it happens to sit right across from City Hall and Gardner too. So. I like this. I like You know, everybody has a theme as they expand. Yeah. I have not heard this one before. <laughs> I know. But I really like it. There is some symmetry there, yeah. so we hope it's a, a good sign. Do you that do, do, you do gone specials when it's like the, the weekly city council meeting? We actually, <laughs> so here in Shawnee, they meet on Mondays, and we didn't, we weren't open for Mondays for a long time, and we got a lot of grief. Like, you. What you guys, you know, these these council meetings aren't always fun. You need to be open. <laughs> then we said, I don't know. Do you short. really want all the citizens coming in and drinking before uh, before they come over for meetings? Um, Look, just just serve the reporters <laughs> before they go in. So uh, that's it is in process. Um, don't not sure on the timeline yet, but we're um, 
there's some we w- we want to have outdoor space. We want to kind of catch the things there that we don't have here, right? right so, right. Um, how we lay that out? There's some other building um, options and areas adjacent to there. We're trying to get laid out. Um, we plan to do a bigger brew house there. Uh, one of our challenges here, um, Nick, when we walk around and back, is our, our cooler's too small, right? We we could and should brew more here. Yeah. We don't have anywhere to put the cold Bre- beer, brewery right? Problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So although, although I would say they could give a lesson on maximizing space. Whoever did that was great at Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> we were crammed in back there. Because that stuff, that whole brew system is... How big is the system? So it's a, a dual three-barrel system. Okay, so we gotcha. can do six at a time, gotcha. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we're planning to do ten uh, at the other location. In the space of, like, four barrel. Yeah. <laughs> and we have three six-barrel tanks and two three-barrel tanks. Yeah, so. that is small. Yeah. So uh, we plan the cooler to be four times the size it is here. That's so a good plan. We don't have that problem again, right? <laughs> um, we plan to have food there in-house. Uh, another challenge here is just yeah. how do we handle that? We right. have food trucks here yeah. frequently. It slows down a little in the winter, but uh, spring, summer, fall, we're generally five days a week with trucks. Um, but it's hard to coordinate, schedule those. They have their own challenges. So that can be a problem. So we're going to try to do that uh, internally there as well, too. So kind of catching the things we don't have there should be, we want it to have the same sort of vibe, but it'll be a different experience. Yeah. It's a different location, different demographics yeah. down there. So So you're thinking next year sometime? That's the plan, yeah. We're okay. hoping sometime in spring is what we are expecting at this point. Cool. Uh, John, you want to open the next mystery beer? Sure. There you go. That got brought to me the other day. <laughs> Having brewed this beer, I have a pretty good guess yeah, that the ABV uh, might be on this one. <laughs> you know, their range, though. It is, yeah. You Everybody know, did them different. We, their range. We did the recipe strictly as it was yeah. uh, as it was sent yeah. out. So uh, so this beer is um, Black is Beautiful, which is a, a base beer um, that was put out originally for um, awareness of Black Lives Matter or... Social justice causes. Yeah, social yeah, justice black uh, people within the um, craft beer community. And pe- people are allowed to then add their own spin, spin on this. Yeah. This is from Gotta Hold Brewing. Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Arkansas, okay. Yeah, Eureka Springs. Really, really good brewery. Really cool so, people. So somebody brought me that beer. So apparently they did it when everybody else was doing it. But it was so popular down there that they just redid it again. And they were just voted um, best new brewery in Arkansas. Oh, cool. That's awesome. um, and they're, they're uh, the couple that owns it. Really, one of the greatest outdoor spaces I've ever seen for a brewery. I mean, Adirondack chairs, a stage, fire pits. It's like an acre and a half of of of, of a yard. It's, it's pretty badass. Right off the highway. That sounds cool. Yeah, they do some really really good beers. So somebody somebody uh, that's some beer that's a beer karma beer. You know, when somebody brings you a beer that you don't know you're getting, that's beer karma. Thank you, friend of the show. So what are we doing? One t- oh. And one-time guest. I was like, why did I only get John one sip? Bedoin. Oh, that was John Bedoin. Shout out, John Bedoin. We're just washing out the uh, oh, okay. The blueberry sour. I was trying to figure <laughs> out why you're being so stingy with that pour. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to keep this for myself. You guys get a swallow. We only have four glasses, and I put my blueberry sour to one side and realized yeah. that I had to chug it to, yeah. to get this one. I, so. I was wondering what you were going to do over there. I was like, well, <laughs> he's teetotaling over there. <laughs> we got another beer incoming. You got to chug it. And, and, by the way, this is just, this is two of at least three. 
Yeah, we always okay. have three mystery beers. So okay, don't I, don't, I don't mind chugging this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, do you have a, a, a particular style you like to brew? Are you, uh, probably ESB or mild or okay. anything, anything British, really. Because <laughs> they're all. You they're know all what? Good man. They're all Brit, <laughs> but they're all basically the same beer. You know? it's like <laughs> but you know, when they're done well, you know, like Tony Winship does, you yeah. know, he does a, an English mile. Not everybody's doing that sort of beer, you know. So it's yeah. it's nice to to have you know a, a, a lower ABV beer, but has yeah. you know a lot of flavor. Yeah. You know, as opposed to I, trust me, I'll drink a stout all day. Yeah. But you know, if I'm a, if I'm working a diametric, I can't drink their Imperial Milk Stout. Fourteen point six percent. Well, you can. I mean, I can. So, so we can't make real low gravity beers in Kansas. We actually are restricted on the the minimum we're allowed to make, which is some wacky really? rule. Yeah, yeah. I have never I so, had no idea. So yeah. we what is, what we have to about? make beer that's three point two by weight, which is actually four ABV. That sounds like some Oklahoma bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, whenever we make a bitter, it's going to have to be at least four percent. So it's really an ESB or a you know, were, were they afraid you're going to give it to children? What the hell? I mean, you got to remember this is where Carrie Nation got her start. That that yeah. is true. Prohibition was repealed <laughs> in the U.S. in 21. It wasn't repealed in Kansas for 27 more years. So, we we know our uh, our restrictions and prohibitions here in Kansas. Good old good old prohibition. Every every state has their own weird laws when it comes to breweries. They're all antiquated. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> they're all in dire need of being revisited. I mean, the whole thing that you guys dealt with here in Kansas, the whole the whole food thing. I mean, what the hell? Well, look, it, it hasn't. And that was county, that county by county as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's in our lifetime selling yeah. beer on Sundays in Kansas. Oh, in yeah. Missouri, too. Yeah. I mean, in the 90s, when I lived in Kansas City in the 90s, you couldn't buy beer on Sundays. You had to go to a package store. Yep. And, and you couldn't and buy it with a credit card. Right. Can you believe that now? Like, <laughs> that had to be cash. You couldn't, yeah. You couldn't buy it with a credit Boy, card. That's, that's some of the mafia shit we're going on back right there. <laughs> no, we would go. We The only place you could, because I lived right off of State Line in the 90s, on Sundays, where, where can you buy beer? So it was, there was a place on Truce or Prospect. Would, you can go back a, buy a 12-pack, but it would be like $30. But you had no choice. So if you didn't buy your shit Saturday night, you were screwed. That's that's like the, <laughs> the liquor stores on the edge of the county lines in Arkansas because every other county is dry, right? right? Yeah. So you've got these liquor stores right on the county line, and you are paying for it. Yep. Yeah. Or you can join the Elks Clubs throughout the state. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything so about does, what I did. Does, does Sean let you brew at all? Yeah, Sean lets me brew occasionally. You know, my, my favorite styles are... <laughs> there's, that, are there's that word again. <laughs> occasionally. My favorite styles are the ones Sean comes up with, too, because... Just from the um, you know, the ultimate laziness perspective, right? It's you're you're milling two kinds of grain. You know, yeah. it takes a lot less effort to weigh out yeah. different. You're only doing those. You're doing There's no step mashing. It's yeah, just you're like not a doing single step temperature. It's not an IPA. We're not trying to chill it down before we add whirlpool hops. And <laughs> you're like, we're not <laughs> straining all that stuff <laughs> out. Like those are the you know, you're like, man, that was a lot of work. And then by the time you get it out of the tank, you're like, man, I had you know, 27 percent loss out of that beer. <laughs> man, how did that go? So yeah, the uh, the English beers are like, okay, this yeah. is this is a lot less physical work to yeah, do when yeah, you're yeah. brewing those. <laughs> See, that's that's what I like. Well, less exactly. So did you happen to see the ABV on that beer? We, we didn't I, guess. I didn't look. Actually, um, it's, it's all very dark, and I didn't bring <laughs> my glasses. Yeah, well, that's 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 a problem of our show. We don't bring readers enough 
Yeah, put C. Old guys, oh, yeah, I see it now. Yeah. I'm going to say, I don't know, 9.8%. So I was going to go a little. I was going to go 8.5. 9.4. It's actually nine dead. Nine. Oh, okay. Woo. So we're all kind of over. We're all over. Yeah. A little bit over. It's a nice beer, though. Yeah. It's a very nice beer. Well done, got a hold. Well, the price is right. I win. I said 8.5. Because <laughs> he was still under. Yeah. Closest without going over. Closest yeah. without going over. The, the, the rule I don't know we, what the rules are. So Well, the rule we came up with last week Well, was, by the way, <laughs> we've had that discussion before, so thank you for being on my side. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, the rule we came up Come with last week. Come on down. Whoever was close last time had to drink the rest of the beer. Was that the That's price? right. If you won, the rest of the beer is yours. <laughs> deal. He's like, deal. <laughs> oh, that one's empty. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so shorter pours next but, time. Um, he didn't hesitate at all. No, by, he, by he the way, Jason said, oh, that's mine? This yeah, is a great bit. Please. I really like this beer. That was, <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank may you. I have another? Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've done this twice. Have we? I think we should do it again. No, I, we, I think we will. We, we did uh, the Things We Don't Say IPA last year that was yeah. the mental health awareness yeah. one, and that's... I think this that's in the tank now, right? Yeah, sound right. Yeah, so we're doing that one again. Soon. It was a really cool uh, uh, hazy IPA, but this one I'm a I'm a stout guy, so I'm, oh, I'm looking you? forward to bringing this one back too. I, it's yeah. always really stout cool. season. We actually yeah. try and do some sort of charity based beers when we can. Yeah, and I got contacted by um, um, organization called Casa. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great organization. core advocate. Thing. And they said, "Would you be willing to donate some beer for a charity auction we're, event we're doing?" And when I looked at who else was in there, it was you know Boulevard and Martin City and all these places. I said, "Well, we can't really compete with these guys and give you like a hundred cans or whatever." Right. But what we'll do is we'll do a, a prize for the silent auction, and so whoever wins the silent auction can come here and design a recipe with us. Right. And, and brew it, and then when we sell it, we'll put some of the proceeds from the beer back in, right. in into the Casa thing. And so it was actually won by somebody from Kansas City Beer Meisters. Oh, nice. And uh, luckily, he already had a recipe, because I, <laughs> what, I what I was hoping wasn't going to happen was somebody would come and go, I love craft beer, but I have no idea how to make a certain right. style. And then we'd right, have to... Right. But this guy just basically came in and went, here's let's, a recipe. Let's do this. <laughs> right. Let's do this. And I, the first thing he said was a black lager, but we'd just done the one with... Uh, yeah with Vine Street and so we said oh, have you got anything else because we don't want to put two black lagers and in fact we had a Schwartz beer on as well so it would have been three <laughs> back to back and so that we're actually going to do a pre-prohibition lager oh yeah. Um, yeah and so he's coming in uh, middle of December and that'll be on probably middle of January so so how many taps do you guys have now uh, well, we have 12 taps. We do a uh, Oktoberfest event each year, so we build those up, right. and we are still recovering from gotcha. filling our tap lines from Oktoberfest. <laughs> so uh, we're struggling each day to, you know, we want the beer to be done and be finished, but boy, it's like, are we ready to turn that one? Is that one ready to go? Because yeah. we need to fill yeah. that tap line back up. Yeah, we brewer problems. Yeah, we sell it faster than we can make it, which is which is a good problem. Yeah, it's a good problem to have from a profit point of view. But it's it's bad from a we want to offer as many different choices as possible. Yeah, yeah. So at, at the new spot, how many taps? Uh, undecided at this point, but probably fairly similar. I mean, our the population there. It's sort of where what this was before. It's right. an isolated community, so right. you know, within fifteen minutes of here, we're. 125,000 people and 15 right. minutes of there were a third of that. Right. So I don't know that we'll have the same uh, more depth of variety there. Um, probably similar, maybe a little less. The nice thing is being able to move things back and forth. 
We'll probably do most of our core beers there on the mm. big system. Right. Do more of the experimental stuff here and then just shift them back and forth. But hopefully try to maintain pretty stable beers throughout. Yeah. So it'll be at least 12 taps and probably uh, pretty close to similar uh, beers on it both. How, have you been thinking about the expansion, like going to a second location for a while? Or is that something that just kind of a couple uh, things went right and it just clicked? We should do it? Um, you know, as... A lot of people, we were dreaming big to start, right? So I think our original plan was, oh, well, we'll start a 15-barrel brew house, and we'll have a tap room, and we'll be in distribution, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. we'll be making <laughs> all kinds of money, and it'll be great. Um, and so, no, we were at a small scale, and that was, I mean, when we were starting, that was really about the same time that Tallgrass disappeared. You know, they had kind of overexpanded, and their beers were fine, but their yeah. business just... They got in trouble trying to get into too many tap lines right. and, you know, having a tap line and shelf space and all that. So we decided, no, clearly it's small and local and then multiplying that if you want to grow. So yeah. we always thought we'd do a second one, potentially a third one. And then at that point, do we do a distribution model and then right. expand from there, build our market first. Right. And then if we need to go out, we'll do it from there. So we'd so always plan to have a second one. Um, we didn't want to be too far away. Right. I don't want to be driving two hours. You, you right. don't want to go to Hutchison? Not Hutchison, <laughs> no. Um, so I, I also don't want to have to deal with two states. So we it's pretty much north-south, yeah, right? Yeah. So we weren't really going to go east. Um, west, there's... Why? You get here and then you get to Lawrence. And Lawrence is... Uh, when we started, wasn't that big. But obviously, they've grown and are more than free state now. And Right. Uh, but even, you know. even, even that... Even, there's not many, very. There's just a few breweries there. There I mean, is. For as big as that town is, you know. I mean, there's definitely. I mean, never say never. It's home for yeah. me, so I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't really, mind. Yeah. yeah, I grew up in Lawrence, so I, I certainly wouldn't mind having something there. Yeah. But, you know, we looked much further north, so, you know, several counties up, and um, that that could end up being a, a way future plan, but we got to get number two done before we worry yeah, about uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three right, or four right. or five. But yeah. I don't know. One of the cool places, you know, when you're out in Seattle area, or I'm sorry, Seattle and Portland, McMenamins, right? And yeah. there's 500 McMenamins. And, and, like, and hey, if and, things and go great, that'd be cool to have a local bar, but just have a lot or a local that, brewery bar. You just have them in multiple places. It's really not been really tapped here, if you will, because when we went to Pittsburgh, we went to the beer festival in Pittsburgh, we were at this tap room. That was a 412. Yeah. Um, and we're in the tap room. Like, this is just a tap room. The brewery's like in another town. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a cool concept, you know. But it was, it was smack dab in, in, in the middle of a neighborhood. It was, really, it was really cool. And just surrounded by residential. And so it used to be like a, a convenience store. But they, that in, in Pennsylvania, that's kind, of a, that's kind of a known thing where you might have your brewery, but you have a couple other tap rooms in different parts of town. And, you know, that's something they haven't really... Yeah, yeah. Martin City is probably the closest we have where they've got a few different places. Right, right. You know, and they're considered more of a restaurant anyway. I mean, uh, you know, the one at Mission Farms, I'm not going there to drink beer. I'm just not. Yeah. The, the, one, the one in Lee Summit. You're, you're, you're going to drink beer. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's, okay. Look, if, if anything, we're going to be honest on this show. <laughs> Okay, if I'm right. there, I'm going to drink beer and probably not eat food, right? <laughs> uh, at least, but at least the one in, 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 in Lee Summit, it looks like a bar. Yes. You know, it's big enough. Where the one in Mission Farms, it's, you know, it's a bunch of, you know. Well, we thought about that, too, is where do, you know, we still feel like people expect to go to a brewery and see the equipment. Like, that still seems to be a thing. Like, we want right. to know that it was brewed literally on these right. premises. Um, you know, maybe in the future, depending on where it ends up, you get something where it's strictly a tap room but 
I mean, we're still a, an emerging market as far as craft beer in the Casey oh, yeah. Metro area, right? Absolutely. So, well, there's um, lots people of are still ground. wanting to that experience of this is uh, this is an on-premise brewery. This I mean, I'm seeing what's made right cool, here. It's cool so. to see the shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually we actually offer we actually offer a, a tour of the brewery as as, as an experience, and it, it takes all of like. <laughs> A minute to look around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it reminds me of uh, when I lived in New Orleans and I went to Abita. And, you know, you go to, people think, oh, it's in New Orleans. I'm not, it's in Abita Springs. You have to go across Lake Pontchartrain, which is a field trip in itself. So we go to the Abita tour, and that tour lasted all of nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but you get 30 minutes in, in their tap room, and they have every beer they have on tap. And it's not taster glasses, it's red solo cups. And it's free. Uh-oh. And you get the tour, there's this tank, this tank, this tank, and then they send you back out. Is it your job then to make them pay for that decision? No. <laughs> they send you out because they got another tour coming in. They're like, you got 45 minutes, hang out in the, in the beer garden. I was like, what? This is? I had the same experience, and I tell people about that being my favorite brewery tour ever because they're like, if you're interested, come around here. There's going to be a video here. Yeah. If not, taps are open, drink as much as you want, and we'll tell you yeah, when you have to leave. This is fantastic. The problem is, for us, when we went, is then you kind of forget that you still have to get all the way back to New Orleans. Across from And so you're just, like, gorging on all this free beer. And so my wife and I were there, and then we went and sat in the car for about an hour and a half and went, (laughs) uh, I guess we're just going to stay here for a little while until somebody feels good. Then we also hit a drive-thru daiquiri bar on the way back. So, you know. Well, as as you you will in New Orleans. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's how you do New Orleans. (laughs) One of the famous English breweries is called Theakston's, and they do Theakston's Old Peculiar is there probably the most famous beer but when I, w- when I was going to school you can drink 18 in, in the UK yeah. and so as a senior halfway through your senior year it's, it's legal to, to drink and, and one of our teachers wives worked at the Theakston's brewery which had they had an offshoot brewery in the town where my school was and he stupidly said one night would you all you guys in the senior year like to go on a brewery tour. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> and, and so we went and looked around this brewery, and it, it, it was pretty cool. It was like probably an hour looking around. But then again, it was the, the free employees bar at the end. And we, we got like probably like two hours. Yeah. And we're, we're, you know, we're, we're kids. <laughs> and it was a free bar for two hours. And everybody was so wasted. It was like... <laughs> Crazy. I, I will say I will say the transport crew, um, they do employee employee appreciation correctly. <laughs> so on the, there was a Sunday I was working at Diametric, and they called us and they said we're coming over. And so I'll preface this with saying before you guys showed up in the limousine, yep, <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a wedding party show up in another limousine before you guys, and they showed up and they're like. You guys about to close? I'm like, not if you're here. <laughs> yeah. And they, so, were the, they were the last place that we went to. Yeah, they we, showed uh, up in this limousine. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? You ended up with the right crew. <laughs> we, um, we probably weren't looking too pretty at that point. Oh, you guys were yeah. fine. <laughs> you guys were fine. I'm aware we were there, but that's about it. Yeah. Yes. That was the first time I met you. Yeah. That was, what, probably a year ago? It w- yeah, so. close to we, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was mid- middle, of the middle of lockdown. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was middle of lockdown. Because we're all in this limo, and I'm thinking, oh my god, we're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you want to do the last mystery? Should I beer? do this one? All right, you're gonna like this one. Oh, what do we got? Oh, sure. Give us the one that's hard to read. I'd look collab. <laughs> They're all hard to read. I know. 
Uh, this is this is a barrel and flow collab. It is. Uh, Cajun Fire and is that rhythm? Let me no, see. I can't see who that is. That uh, Cajun Fire from from uh, New Orleans. There we go. I can't read that shit. Can you read Yo, that? You've got glasses on. Oh my god. I'm gonna blow Brooklyn. Those are strictly cosmetic. Brooklyn. 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 Oh, Brooklyn Brewing. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm blaming their lighting. <laughs> That's nothing so, to do with my eyes or my glasses. So what, what we got there, buddy? Seed, stalk, and root. Hmm. Something grain and molasses. Dark lager. <laughs> dark lager. Okay. Okay. Dark lager. All right. All right. So, well, so that we've beer, had our primer for that earlier, right? There we you had go. Dark lager already. So, so that beer came from. We went to it was a festival. It used, used to be called Fresh Fest. Now it's called Barrel and Flow uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They get a little the majority of the black breweries around the states to show up. Yeah. Even though it's not a black beer festival, but there's a lot of black people there, as Nick will tell you. So what they do, they did 30, 30 different collabs. So it might be, might be a home brewer and professional. It's just a, it's a bunch of different collabs. So I've been at a festival twice, and you end up just talking to a bunch of people and not drinking any beer. So uh, Tavor had 15 of, of the collabs that you could order. Because I knew I wasn't going to go there and drink and get to all the ones I got. So... That came out of my my uh, Tavor stash. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's different. Well, you so know what that is? That's beer karma. You it is. It is. It is beer karma. It is. I love how that smells. You said molasses. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm. Might be. That's what it says. Molasses. Come on, open up those eyes. It did say that, yeah. Yes, no, that's it's the and molasses. I can't see the I can't see the before the <laughs> and sign. Before? <laughs> it might be that. I, I, I brewed a a homebrew with a way, way too much uh, black treacle one time <laughs> and a similar taste to that. Yeah. Are you gonna you gonna get the flashlight out? You got that new fancy phone, just take a picture. There we go. <laughs> Can you read it? Yeah. So. I think we're going to have to get an intern on this podcast. Yeah, right, there we go. <laughs> Somebody with young eyes. <laughs> and a flashlight. <laughs> and, and the flashlight's not working. Fonio grain and molasses. What kind of grain? Fonio? F-O-N-I-O? I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's... I know. Come Beyond on, me nerdy too, brewers. That yeah. <laughs> is that some... Hey, there's always something new out there, right? So well, that, that is true. Is that some, like, gluten-free grain or something? <laughs> All right, are you guys ready? This one has the this one has the ABV on. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm now going to take your guesses. I'm going to go. go. I'm going to go like 5.4. I was going to go high too, actually. I, I I think six is probably pretty close. I'll go six two and just slide in over Sean there. Well, the actual retail ABV <laughs> six point five. Ooh. Oh, oh, man. oh <laughs> guess who gets to have another beer? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Chug it. I don't know about this rule, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I liked it when it benefited me. <laughs> when it That's hilarious. When it doesn't benefit me, I, I'm not as much of a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I want to jump backward just, just, a, just a little bit. You said when we were talking about the kind of the charity brews that you guys mm-hmm. have done, you did one for mental health awareness. What was that one? That was the Things We Don't Say IPA, TWDS IPA. So... Um, we it was kind of interesting with that one is we had a um, one of our locals, um, our regular customers. They have a foundation um, for their son who had uh, mental illness, committed suicide, and so we did um, a collaboration 
as part of that, they came in and had a, a big party, and so part of the proceeds went to um, what we committed to, to the things we don't say, and then we did another donation to their organization as well, which was Carl's Cause. Um, they have these uh, like green painted rocks. They say things you know like "You're loved" and some of those inspirational quotes on it, and they're like, "Take these and distribute these everywhere. We want to see them everywhere." And um, I had at that time I had just confirmed a trip um, that I got back from them a month ago, and so I. I just uh, went to Tanzania and did Mount Kilimanjaro. So oh, wow. I took wow. one of those up there. So they're one of Carl Cause's green rocks is on the top of uh, Mount Kilimanjaro, oh, that's Kilimanjaro cool. now. That's so. awesome. Um, but yeah, we've done, obviously, the Black is Beautiful. We're doing the Casa one. Yeah. Um, Was that a I planned didn't... thing to do these, or did it just kind of organically happen? No, I think it, it was planned. So um, Mike and I are both um, have been in Rotary for a long time. So we're very involved in social causes and um, and service projects. Um, Terry is one of our other owners. She's actually uh, um, a Rotarian as well. So we always expected to be involved. It's you know it's being part of the community. So we've always wanted to do those things. Um, I don't know that we planned and knew exactly what would come up. Right. Um, but it's it's neat to see. Uh, especially when multiple breweries get involved, you know, it's yeah. it's great to like the black is beautiful and be able to try 25 different kinds. Yeah, and they yeah. did a really good job with the marketing. And so like that label, you were, I mean, as soon yeah, as you, you pulled know. it out, I was like, oh, cool. I knew yeah, exactly, you know exactly what it what was. Is, right. Yeah. So those are great. No, I, th- I think it was cool that you guys hooked up with, with Vine Street as well, because I think they have an opportunity to kind of introduce a whole different. For um, sure, they know, can they can change the customer base. That we're not reaching and, in and actually we yeah. we didn't City. actually exactly. plan a collaboration with Vine Street. So we planned a because um, Elliot's involved with the Homebrew Club, and right. we'd yeah, invited yeah, yeah. Elliot to come that. in yeah. to do a beer with us. Right. And um, well, Sean knows this better, but yeah. What so you say? so uh, Elliot came in to discuss just brewing brewing a beer with right. us, basically just as a as an individual. Right. And uh, he said. So we, we we start we get down have a few you know glasses of beer and we're so so what sort of beer do you want to make? He's like actually I've got some pretty amazing <laughs> news and and it was before they <laughs> it's before they'd actually put out their press releases right, and everything right. and he said you know so you gotta gotta keep a cap on it for the moment but I'm gonna open a brewery with these other guys and it's like okay well we'll do a collaboration with you guys yeah, yeah, you yeah. know to get get the name out there and and he's like yeah that'd be awesome so yeah so it wasn't planned really it was more uh, just Coincidentally, serendipitous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but I, you know, again, I think it's going to be good for the cause because I know they're going to do some other collabs that I think you know they did one at Three Trails, the uh, um, a uh, uh, what was it Cream Ale, really nice awesome. beer. But again, it, them opening up. I mean, they're getting they're getting attention around the country, you know, to be the first black owned brewery in Missouri. Like, Crazy. I don't know that true. we can we so can cool. we cannot under, understate. The big deal that that is. No, I it's mean when when some of the folks we've had on our podcast that are you know a big deal mm-hmm. are are really shouting out you know you know Vine Street that's that's huge. So I think they're going to be uh, you know like when you first started coming here you're like hey yeah. come back for like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh I think it's going to blow. It's going to be overrun. But yeah. you know you know my my hope is you know it is going to introduce a whole another segment of the population of craft beer, but maybe we can take right 18th Street and fill in that gap. I was talking with Kevin here last week. Because when there's not shit all between the two, right? People will go down and they'll go and spend a little bit of time at Nico League's museum, or they'll see 18th Vine, and then once they've done that, they leave. Well, there's no place I, to go well, yeah. and look, hang look. out, and now there's 
now it it has kind of that all time yeah, feel yeah. that you can be a part of. Because you remember doing when Crossroads, so. it was remember there was no, there was nothing. There. Well, yeah. and there's been a lot of restaurants that have come and gone there. And and look, I'm a baseball dork. The Negro Leagues Museum is amazing. I'm a I'm a jazz fan. The Jazz Museum is amazing. But I'm only going to go there so many times. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And the restaurants haven't been huge draw yet. But you get a brewery down there, a brewery and a tap room. That's a neighborhood thing. You're going to get people there yeah. all of the time, and that's yep. only going to help and it really is everything it's, else. It's gonna, and we've been needing something like that in that district to really drive the development. Yeah. And it's actually going to be a multi-business space, so they're yeah. not going to be the only people in that building. Exactly. And there's going to be restaurants within the same building, and uh, their their model is they're not going to provide food, but you can bring food in yeah. from all these other places. And, and the timing really cool. is great because there's so many exciting things happening at the Negro Leagues Museum right now. There's some big stuff getting ready to be announced and happening with the with the Jazz Museum. So the timing for that area is going to be uh, and, perfect and, and, and to finally take some of the money that looks like you us right yeah across that barrier across that street and put some put some money over there. Yeah, and people are intentionally looking for black yeah. owned businesses to spend money at yeah, now, right. which is great. And then there's so. talk about taking the the trolley east, you know, because. What's the point in having it if it's not servicing whoever? You know, it'd be like if, if the tube only went to certain certain places. It'd be it'd be it, what's the yeah. point? It doesn't go to Brixton. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it does go to Brixton. So, <laughs> are we gonna get a little little British nerd out yeah. here? I, yeah, let's do. We're gonna we'll to London dude. once, but we'll I, I'm, I'm not catching the talk, dude. Yeah. Don't, don't be judging that Britishness, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Brixton is an area of London that's predominantly black communities and you know, black families and uh, historically was where the, the black people would would have lived and um, you know obviously the, there's places all over the US that are very similar but it was more run down historically and, and has culturally come up a lot yeah it's so. it's quite a bit different it's, it's, it's it looks the same as when I was a kid I mean I went to, to my old house it, it's exactly the same but you know London is a very diverse place, and even there, I mean, there's that there's that that market in in Brixton that we used to run around as kids. I mean, it, it's whatever you want is there, whatever type of food you want is there. Now, there's still a lot of Jamaicans there because that's that was, that was my family. You know what I'm saying? That's still there's still a lot of Jamaicans there, but it's it's super super multicultural, and. You know, you come out of that tube station at Ipswich, and I mean, Ipswich uh, at, at Brixton, and it's crazy. I mean, it's it's as busy as Central London. It's just it's it's a different vibe. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of beer there, <laughs> which, which which is you know which is awesome. That's that's where I found the dang cask IPAs. You know, yeah, which is just amazing. <laughs> you know, when I left England, you wouldn't have ever come across anything like that no no when is the next cask night at transport uh so i think we're gonna actually have so the red ipa that we have on tap at the moment i i've got a cask of that in the back and i think it is small brewery saturday is that like the day day after black friday yeah 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 so i think that's when we're gonna do in conjunction with small business saturday is small brewery saturday i like it Something like so that. So go yeah. go buy you some some shit and go drink sh- some beer. Look, shop small, drink small. Drinks. <laughs> well, come get some cask red IPA. There I bet you, you won't go. get that anywhere else around here. <laughs> no. Now now 
I, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you to do this on, on you know, over the airwaves or whatever, whatever <laughs> podcasting well, I is. Where, I don't know where he's going with this, so <laughs> I've got nothing you to guys, do with this. You guys showed me, when you were giving me the tour in the back, there were, there were three barrels. Yeah. You're getting ready to do some, some barrels. Can, can, can we tell people what you're doing? Because one of those barrels is really super interesting, and I can't wait to try it. Yeah, so we're doing um, we're doing our normal normal our the stout we use as a base for our coffee stout our squire stout that's our one of our you know it's always stout season so we have our coffee stout year round so we'll do a stout in one of the bourbon barrels I think we're doing is it the ESB in the other oh. bourbon barrel oh what are we doing in the other one I, that's one I can't I remember we, yeah we we're gonna do an ESB bourbon barrel age that's yeah, certainly the, on the, the Burton, on the schedule right? or gone for a burton esb uh, we're gonna do a french hopped saison in a bourbon barrel wait for but, it but this bourbon barrel was previously used after being bourboned with gin so oh. it's like a, it's <laughs> yeah. got this wacky mix of bourbon and gin predominantly gin so it's gonna be like a gin barreled with a hint of bourbon wow. sa- uh, saison is yes. this is this some Black Friday stuff? Or so we haven't brewed yet. This will probably yeah, be for anniversary release in early it's February. Probably February. Ah, okay, Feb- right. February. Yeah. Hey, road trip. And then is it? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's called a road trip when it's twenty minutes away, but yeah. you know, thanks whatever. For, thanks for coming back to you. Kansas for that. Doppelbock. Yeah. In a red wine barrel. Yes. So before we wrap this up, I I I kind of want to know. Um, you said you're a stout guy. Is that is that your go-to when you go to like a, a new brewery? Are you looking for stouts? Um, so I'm kind of a situational guy. Like, what am I in the mood for at the, that uh, moment? Occasional right? brewer, and situational, situational drinker. Situational <laughs> drinker. I, I, I associate beers and flavors with, you know, events and times, yeah. right? So what have I got going on? Am I, am I hitting five breweries? Well, then I'm probably hitting, uh, you know, lagers and um, light ales and German beers and stuff. He uses I like a lot of logic in his answers. I don't know if I have proof of this. I mean, this is not entirely <laughs> true. I was in Cleveland a couple of weeks ago, and we went to Southern Tier at 11 in the morning, and I was like, oh, uh, barrel-aged stout, barrel-aged stout. Yeah, you know, had yeah. a flight of like seven of those. Yeah. So it's not always true. Um, so in some cases, Situational, yes. Like, Nick. Yeah, situation. that was, the situation was I was going to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm going to get drunk. So let's, <laughs> let's hit the big beers if it's, uh, yeah. So it depends on what I'm up to. If I'm at a soccer tournament out of town with my kid, yeah. I'm, I'm probably hitting a little lighter. Yeah, so, yeah there you go. Uh, yeah, it depends. I don't know. Now I think I was in Wichita a couple of weeks ago and um, I was saw too. saw that I've forgotten Tallgrass's recipes were, were back there. And yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. oh, buffalo sweat, which yeah. is really what I wanted to pattern our um, yeah. our Squire Stout after um, was that beer. And OK, I ordered one and then I hadn't even looked at the menu yet. And then I saw they had the vanilla bean one. And yes. I was like, oh, yeah, bring me yeah, that yeah, one, yeah, too. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, just keep them coming. I, I want those. So yeah, I guess the answer is yes. I do look for stouts, but it, I'm, I'm a situational uh, situational style guy. Occasional brewer. <laughs> I want that on a business card. <laughs> the occasional brewer. I'm, I'm going to have to do that next time. At the moment, it's what's on my mug. Person yeah. of interest is my uh, title on my business card, but now I think it's going to be situational style and uh, occasional brewer. Situational brewery. drinker. Situational brewer. Yeah. Yes. Sean, what about you? When you go to a brewery, what, what are I've, you looking for? I've turned into that asshole brewer <laughs> that <laughs> picks out the Czech Pilsner. <laughs> hey. Yeah. That's that. That's when, um, that's when you know if you're dealing with some a good brewery or not. Yeah, they can do exactly. A pilsner, right? yeah. That, that's my go-to now. Yeah. If, if if they've got a pilsner yeah. on, uh, if not anything that maybe English style, but then I'm generally disappointed, which is which is a <laughs> because shame. you're yeah you're not getting English but, um, style everywhere, right? Yeah, I'm, 
I'm not really that much of a picky guy. I'll just try most things. If I, it's, I, as I long as it's as long as it's not sour, I'm, it's not my. Oh, you're, you're not a sour. I'm guy. not really a sour fan. I, it, it, I won't go go to a sour. I mean, we kind of tipped you on that you one did. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sort of forced into that. I one, mean, but. you know, full disclosure. Uh, the first episode we ever did. Like, it's Nick, okay if you don't like hate, sours. He hated sh- sours. Um, then he has some shit from service. Episode two. <laughs> I yeah. don't hate them, but if I'm paying my own money, I'll go okay. to something else. Fair, fair. <laughs> Second episode. He's a he's a Courtney service fanboy now. He, but my favorite really part is. of that is to, is when we went over there to service and we were talking to her. We find out she doesn't like the sours. She brews them for her. She wife. makes them for her wife. That's the only reason. She and what a great story! I want to make my wife smile. Yeah, so I'm not a big awesome fan either. So I go over there for the stouts because I like her stouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, yeah, look, 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 I'm not saying the stouts are bad. No right. way. <laughs> I need to go over there and get that pumpkin one. Have you had it? I've not. No. They just released it last weekend. Yep. Wait a minute. They just did a sweet potato thing. Yeah. No, not, not yeah. I meant sweet potato. My yeah, bad. Yeah. Pumpkin, obviously no. C- completely different. Yeah. Porter's yeah. probably one of my <laughs> go-to beers, actually. Like a porter? Yeah. Okay. We had a, we had a <laughs> we kind of had a fight. <laughs> Last week on the show, we might have had a little spat. The two ladies, because we we had it was called an imperial porter. I'm like, isn't that a, an a porter that just wants to be a stout? I'm just I'm just saying, that's what it seemed yeah, like but, to me. But who'd you make who'd you make mad with that? Who you made our buddy Nolan mad? Oh yeah, because the next day that, that's we were brewing. the next day was brewing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, disparage the porters, uh, Nolan. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> There's a lot of crossover historically between a porter and a stout. Uh, and absolutely. It, and, and some breweries would actually just call it different depending yes. on the market. Yeah. It's the same beer. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot to that. I just like to, you know, rile up people <laughs> when it comes to that. <laughs> Nigel likes to be an asshole. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, we appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, it's been a good conversation. I think we've learned some things about transport and, you know, the history and where you guys are going and. We learned a little bit, about, little bit about Sean that you know he doesn't like sours. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he automatically gets excused for being English, right? Well, and like a pri- and like a prime athlete, you know, yeah. Jason has situational yeah. awareness. <laughs> <laughs> the occasional brewer. I think you've already got a title for for uh, for the episode. Yeah, let's just hope I can remember it. That that is true. We're, we're not we're not always great at remembering things the next day. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we start doing that on the show. Maybe I have a notepad. And take notes <laughs> it's for your intern. Because we come up with shit. Oh, that's the intern. The intern. Yeah. yeah. Now taking applications for unpaid internships. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, somebody will want to do it. <laughs> well, thanks for, thanks for coming out. I appreciate no, you guys absolutely. being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having uh, us glad we were able to get it rescheduled and have you guys out. No, so you guys are you. doing uh, great things. Uh, Thank you. The beer. The, we're going to go drink some more, aren't we? Absolutely. I gotta have that, I've so. got to have that red. Well, yeah, cause that's you, good. Cause and I saw it on for a while, so there may not be too much left. Oh, so, so we need, yeah. well, let's go blow a keg, Nick. There we go. <laughs> good night, kids. Drive safely. So long. You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff, hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper-to-bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.